Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply When trying to summarise the transfer window for West Ham, uh, the January transfer window, I think incompetence is the only word I can come up with, really, that sort of that sort of justifies exactly what the, um, the output was from West Ham overall. I think it was really, really poor and such a letdown. I, I don't know about yourself, but I feel really deflated, actually, after it. Um, and that's all right. I'll get that slightly as well, because we had a bit of a poor performance, didn't we, against Bournemouth, um, which doesn't help matters. But... Putting that aside, even if you just forget the result and performance, just forget that didn't happen. If just look at the window on its own, forgetting the football around it. Because actually, the results recently have been pretty good. If you look at our form, it's actually we've been okay. I know we've had um, obviously a bad exit in the FA Cup, but ultimately, if you, I'm just talking about results wise in the league, you look, we're not in bad shape. Um, but as I say, I'm put the put the football aside. You look at the January transfer window. I, I'm. I'm really struggling to understand what happened actually with West Ham. And I don't understand why this football club seems to really struggle in January. Now I know that, um, that we have done decent business in the past in these windows. I know we have, I know we brought Jared Bowen. We've had Thomas Suchek come through the door in January. So I know that we have been successful in, in that regard. I'm not saying we, we've always been terrible, but the last few years have been really testing. Uh, before I get into this, though, uh, looking at our metrics, half of you watching this aren't subscribers, okay? So we really want to help build the channel. It really does help us out and it helps us grow um, and, you know, get more people involved, etc., and and help us br- bring out more West Ham content. So if you're not a subscriber, just please subs- click subscribe because it's free to do so uh, and click that like button as well for the video as well. That does help us out. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm struggling to understand what the the plan was. From West Ham. If you remember, when you go back to the beginning of the the month, um, when the, the window opened, West Ham done business very quickly. We offloaded Tilo Kira to Monaco, and uh, I, to be honest with you, that gave me a real strong belief that West Ham had a plan in place. Because let's be honest, right? We brought in Tim Stiers into this football club. We've got Rob Newman here. We've got uh, Mark Noble. 
I've got this this committee, this committee that are dealing with the outgoings and incomings at, at the club. Okay, and far as I understood, that we've got a very now expansive um, scouting network across Europe, even even going as far as um, outside the world in Brazil and things like that. So West Ham have got their finger on the pulse. They know the players they want to be bringing in. With that in mind, you would think that when we go into these January transfer windows, once that that it opens, West Ham know what they're doing. They know who they're going to get rid of. They know who they're going to be bringing in. To an extent, I appreciate it's not FIFA. I, I get it. You know, you're not playing a game and suddenly you just click, I want him, and then within 10 minutes they're, they're wearing the kit. I understand it's more, it's more complex than that. And I, I do get it. But you'd have think that you just thought, sorry, that West Ham would have done their due diligence in terms of identifying the players they want, understanding their wages, speaking to their agents, speaking to their clubs, getting getting a good feel of what we're going to be doing in the window. So once once the, the window does open, effectively 75% of the job is done. You just got to get the bit over the line. And I appreciate things can happen. I appreciate other clubs can come in and offer more money. Agents want to start touting their players around. I'm not suggesting it's just simple to get it done. But it's quite evident that West Ham really did none of that um, in terms of getting their finger on the pulse of knowing who they wanted to go for. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because we all know, right, as West Ham fans, we know that the issue going into this window was the left wing. That was a real big problem for our club. Sorry, Ben Rama's time at the club was up. It was quite evident that was the case. And it was likely that the club were going to let him go. Max Cornet is, well, the jury's significantly still out on him, isn't it? He's not, let's be honest, he's not favoured by David Moyes. I, I actually have got a little bit more hope in Cornet personally. I've seen parts of his game. I think, do you know what? There's a player there. We've seen a player there. We've seen what he did at Burnley. But if you just isolate, he's forgetting Burnley, just forget, you know, look at his time at West Ham. It's really been poor. It's not been a good time for him at all. I'm sure it's a move he regrets. Um, and you can quite clearly see that he's not favoured. So the left wing was a real big 
concern because all right, I know we've got a Lucas Paqueta who can play out there. He doesn't really want to be playing there, does he? Let's be honest. He's he wants to be more central, and and he, although he can do a job there, that that I think was always the aim at West Ham. We know it was because XWH employees said West Ham have said this that they want to bring Paqueta into a more central role and bring in a new left winger. So that was our priority position, our priority position to get sorted out, and. As I've said, when the window opened, there was that real belief when they got rid of Kira. For, I, I mean, look, I'm not speaking for yourselves. I, 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 you may feel differently. But when that happened, I thought this is a bit more like it. That's a club that's acting, getting on with it, knows what they want to do. But let's be honest, as the window went on, the wheels started to come off. Now, what I've done in my time when I've realised with these transfer windows, um, which can naturally sort of happen, when you sort of see a little bit of inactivity for a period, it's natural to get quite frustrated and feel like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? But if you if you cast your mind back to the summer, our business was done quite late and our business was very, very good in James Ward-Prowse, in Mohamed Caduce, and, you know, the players we brought in. We, you know, it was very, very successful, let's be honest. The players we've done have done well. Edson Alvarez, that they fitted in well to the club. So in my mind, although the, the window was dragging on a little bit, I thought, yeah, but West Ham are doing the deals. They know what they want. They know the players are going to be getting. I'm sure they're just finalising bits and pieces, trying to get things over the line, but I'm sure they'll do it. But then, obviously, we come to sort of the 11th hour, typical West Ham. Well, let's call it the 10th hour. So let's say it was actually the 20... I think it was the 28th of January where the wheels really started to come off. You could sense that, really, West Ham have not done their homework at all correctly. And really, as I've said, in my, my view, come across com completely incompetent. The player, the number one target, Ibrahim Osman. A deal's been agreed. The player wants the move. The player, you know, we took with that feet. It's, it's all going to happen. Oh, it turns out we're talking to the wrong agent. Uh, and it now turns out the agent wants this. I mean, that is pathetic. That is absolutely pathetic. How could you not know all of this stuff going into the transfer window? Why, why, are, we, why are we... What have they been doing? That, that there's got to be... I mean, West Ham, after this window, if I, if I was at the helm, I mean, I'd, maybe the man at the helm is one of the problems in this. Who knows? But, oh, well, we do know, don't we, really? We do know there's some form of that. But if I was at West Ham now, I'd be saying, I want to investigate. I'd be pulling these people into a room and saying, what the hell has gone on here? Because it wasn't just this. The, the, this in, the whole window's turned into a shambles the last few days. And we, we, we know the reasons why, and I'm probably going to just sort of go over them quickly. But obviously, had Ibrahim Osman, as I said, we, we didn't realise who the agent was. It totally cocked, up, cocked us up completely. Legal issues. We then go for the number two target, Yotta, the former Celtic uh, winger, who's out in um, Saudi. Oh, it turns out we can't afford his wages because of tax issues. Why has is it taken this long to decide that? How have, we, how have our committee suddenly on the 28th of January gone, oh, we can't afford him? It's causing it's a bit too much again. Legal issues. Well, why the hell we've been? Why have we wasted all this time going from them? Why have we spent the best part of three weeks trying to get a player, then suddenly realise we can't afford him? I just, I just don't understand it. Don't get it. And not only that, right? Not only do we go into a window knowing that we need to improve on our left wing. It's actually vital that we get it sorted out. We don't bring anyone in, but let go of two players that can play in that position. Inside Ben Rama and Pablo Fornells. I, I, I was happy to see the players go. Their time at West Ham was up as far as I'm concerned. But we've not put anybody in. So we've actually weakened our position. So we, we're worse than we were in the, on that left side than we were to begin with. We're now relying on Corney, or as David Moyes wants to try now, every bloody player he possibly can, besides Corney. 
I'll just stick James Ward-Prowse out there. And I mean, you're playing against Bournemouth. You can see the guy just, he's, he's not, he's like, like every fan, he's looking at Moyes thinking, what am I doing here, mate? I, I, I'm not a left winger. And then he puts bloody Calvin Phillips out there. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like, and then, you know, brings Corne on with three minutes to go. So again, as, as you know, to, to sort of back up my point, he doesn't trust Corne. So we literally now don't have a left winger. We've got um, Paquetta who's still injured. He's not going to be playing this weekend. Doing a preview for that later on, by the way. That'll be out a bit later on. But you have to question these things. You really do. You have to question what is going on at West Ham at the moment and what we've been doing because that was shambolic, a really shambolic transfer window for West Ham where we're in a position where we could, you know, we could be challenging for Champions League football this season. We're not miles away from it. And yet we now we've weakened ourselves. It, it's just honestly, I'm I'm puzzled and baffled and really let down, really let down by the club. I think they've, you know, I, I know they're putting Calvin Phillips. Okay, I appreciate Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips is a good signing. I'm I'm not knocking that. But like many have said, in a way, it was kind of like, it, yeah, I'm glad we did the deal. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the priority deal. The priority was the left wing. We always knew it was. I'm glad the club. I, I want to make it very clear. I'm glad the club brought in Calvin Phillips. I, I really am. I know, I know we had a bit of a, a, a difficult debut. I kind of expected that a little bit anyway, um, with his uh, the fact he hasn't really played much football, was he, for the last year or so. Um, so he was always going like, to like to be a little bit rusty, a little bit, maybe a little bit anxious, possibly. He probably needs to settle down a little bit. But I, I think he'll be a great sign for West Ham. Pleased with that. I'm, fair play. Really good with that. But I'm really unimpressed with this left wing position. And then, of course, just to sort of, just to like not only piss off West Ham fans further with uh, a level of incompetence, also, just embarrass the club once again. Our, our handling of the sell, selling of um, Ben Rama and um, for now as well. Ben Rama hasn't been sold as he's got on loan, but it's you know likely to be, hopefully be a, you know, they'll take up the option to buy him in the summer. But you know, you know what I mean to offload them both. We can't even get that right. We're now getting publicly criticised by two football clubs for going what what's going on at West Ham? What on earth are our club playing at? What are they doing? What I mean, I really thought that the the days of the, the embarrassment and the shambles were kind of going to go behind us now. The fact we brought in Stuyton, the fact we've got this committee, that we've got this scouting network and we're trying to modernise the club and really push us forward. And then this feels like a real big two steps back, doesn't it, uh, this transfer window? And it's getting me really pissed off because it feels like now this is a running theme with the club at, at January. It feels like we just we, we can't handle January transfer windows. We don't really know what to do in them. I mean, how many years now? I mean, if you go back to the year that we finished um, seventh and we were in the Europa League and we got to the semi-finals, of course, uh, went out to Frankfurt. I remember that January thinking, just going in, just, just bring a couple of players in, just get a couple of players in, we could go and win that Europa League. No, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Um, last season, we did the same, didn't we? We just, we just don't, we're not good at January transfer windows. We don't seem to understand what to do. We, we are so incompetent when it comes to, and I don't get why, I don't understand, because other clubs don't seem to struggle. Tottenham, you know, you know I just bring them up, but look at them, look how they've handled the January transfer window really well. Got out and got their business done, they knew what they wanted, they've not mucked around, brought in the good players they needed to, brought in young players as well for the future. They're just getting on with their business, they're not mucking about. And I, and I know, I know we brought in Calvin Phillips, as I say. I'm pleased with that. But the left-wing position is, is diabolical. It really is diabolical. We, we're now going into such a crucial period of our time as a football club. Because West Ham now have got, what, 16 games to go in the Premier League. That's not a lot. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, a lot can happen in those games, of course. But when you look at it, I say 16 games and then a Europa League campaign, which I think is what's like four games, is it? Four more matches, five more matches? Is that right? 
not before, I think, to, to win the tournament. Was that 20 matches, right? So say there's just just argument say 20 games to go this season, yeah. And now we are relying, heavily relying on our first eleven to stay fit for the whole seat for the rest of those 20 matches, which we know is not going to happen. We know that there's going to be further injuries. We don't even know when Lucas Piquet is going to be back. And what, do you know what really baffles me as well is why don't we ever just take a bit of a chance sometimes? We've got the money. And, and like, for instance, like Armando Brogia, who went to Fulham on loan, just a loan deal for the rest of the season. No obligation to buy, nothing. Just got him on loan for the rest of the season. Why aren't West Ham doing that? What, why, why didn't we bring in another striker? Why didn't we just bring him in on loan? What, what would have been the harm for the club just to go, yeah, do you know what, bring him in? Because I'll tell you what we could have done. Put Brogia up front and stuck um, Bowen out on the, on the left wing. Or could it, could it, or whatever. You know what I mean? So then straight away, the problem's resolved. Quickly like that, bang, boom. Okay, we can deal with this now. Got Antonio coming back as well. And suddenly, just that one loan signing would have made a great deal of difference and a breed some confidence into this side. But no, because um, we're a little bit unsure with Abroja. That, that, that's the reason we're just a little bit unsure. Because don't forget, five minutes ago, that bloke was number one target. Before, you know, it wasn't long ago, he was the number one target for West Ham. They were desperately trying to get him. That's when we got, that's the season we brought Skimaka, the summer even. And we, yeah, he was the number one target. We just couldn't get him. We were desperately trying to get a deal with Chelsea done and we couldn't do it. But now all of a sudden, no, nah, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. What, what, what's, sorry, what's the, what, what's the problem here? Surely it'd be worth trying it. And if it doesn't work, you go, yeah, we, we sent him back out after his loan, it finished. He didn't quite work for West Ham. Oh, well, not the end of the world. We gave it a go. Show some bloody ambition. Really, really poor. Really, really poor. Sorry to spit. I, 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 and people are going to say, God, you're being so negative. And I, I, to be honest with you, I, I, I actually think I'm one of the most positive people. I try to, my best to be really positive. But I, it's hard to be positive after that January, January transfer window. It really is. And as I say, the selling of um, four nows and, and uh, offloading Bonrama on loan was just shambolic and really embarrassing. I think West Ham actually got away with it a little bit because, because there's so much other news going on in football. Um, obviously, you've got Chelsea's financial fair play issues. That's kind of you know, the, the big headline news. West Ham's shambolic behaviour kind of went slightly under the radar. So the club have kind of a little bit got away with it, but they ain't got a bloody away with it in West Ham fans, to tell you that. Uh, we bloody know. We know. And we, we've watched that. And I've, I'm really pissed off about it. And I just feel like the club have let, let themselves down really badly. And, I, and I, I, I've got, it's got to be said that this so-called transfer committee have a lot to answer for. <laughs> Podcast Network.